Hey everybody, welcome back to Patriot to the Core podcast. I am your host, Thad Forrester. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 77. This one is pulled from my archives, not from the podcast archives, but from a radio interview I did in 2012 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on a show called The Game with my good friend Mick Gillespie and then his counterpart Ryan Fowler. This one's never been broadcast other than that live broadcast back in February of 2012. The reason I pulled this out is because I'm I'm struggling to get new content on my podcast because of time. I've got great guests lined up. I've got some compelling stories. One in particular is Major Troy Gilbert. He was an Air Force F-16 fighter pilot who was killed in Iraq in 2006. His sister Rhonda and I serve on the Air Force Survivor Advocacy Council together. She has a great story to tell, and it shoot, it may be more than one episode worth. Her family would like to get a story out to more people, but it blows my mind what they went through. His remains were immediately taken by Al-Qaeda, and they slowly were returned to the United States. So his family had multiple burials, burials at Arlington, and it took almost a decade to get his whole self back home. So I look forward to having Rhonda. It's just a matter of having the time to do these interviews and probably the same for her too but if you're like me 2020 has been a challenging year i know we're i know i'm not unique in that if i go back to march of 2020 i was notified of a job layoff then about a week and a half later i tore my achilles playing tennis i had surgery a few weeks later that put me down big time after that i was fortunate enough to get a new job a great job but what did that mean it meant selling our home and moving our family to a different city we moved three days after moving to our new city this summer my middle son broke his arm so there was an emergency room visit it couldn't have been during the day it had to be on a weekend night not long ago about a month ago my oldest son fell and knocked out his front permanent tooth just knocked the whole thing out so we got him to a dentist that was that was two after hours emergency dental visits and we're hoping that tooth is saved uh, then recently we had another emergency visit with my wife, so she's been she's been struggling with some things too. So, and I remember after my oldest son knocked out his tooth, I looked at my wife and said, "Okay, well you're next. What's it going to be?" And sure enough, uh, she's had some she's hurt herself physically too with with her back and hip. I'm not unique, but that's that explains some of why I'm having a hard time make, making time and finding time to get fresh interviews on my show. It started out two a month or every two weeks. I did that for a few years, and I realized after the birth of my third son, I just couldn't do it. And that's okay. I do them when I can now. And now with living in temporary housing while our house is being built and working full-time, and there's been a lot of challenges to prevent me from you know getting fresh interviews out. But that's okay. I do them when I can, and I've got some great people lined up that I look forward to talking to, some books that I'm reading and, and preparing for some interviews. But I appreciate Mick Gillespie's support who interviewed me on the or who talked with me on this radio show. Mick has been a big supporter of the Mark Forrester Foundation, and he has helped raise money for it dating back to 2011. So I hope you have a great week. I hope your Veterans Day is great, which is coming up Wednesday. And until next time, thanks for listening. Well, we're really uh, pleased to have Thad Forrester in here with us, Ryan. And, uh, and you know Thad. Thad's brother Mark was a student at Alabama, and uh, he was an airman and was uh, killed in action on September 29th of 2010 trying to rescue a comrade and then since then Thad has put together with his family the uh, Mark Forrester Foundation they have a website markaforrester.com and um, we've uh, I've been really fortunate along with the Cubs the Smokies 
and uh, and and Smokey's pitcher Trey McNutt, who's from Haleyville, which is um, Thad and Mark's hometown, to uh, to to be a part of the foundation in a small way. We uh, we helped raise money for the Price of Freedom scholarship during the summer, and uh, some of you listening out there might have contributed to it, but. Um, uh, that's a scholarship that they'll give away to uh, a Haleyville student, and um, I, I think it's a thousand dollars. And if they go to Alabama, they get an extra five hundred. So that's a, that's a great deal, a good incentive to come to the best school in the country. But there's a lot more stuff going on, and um, uh, as far as the foundation's concerned, and Thad, I know that, that um, uh, as far as you're like the president of the foundation, right? You're all over the country doing stuff now, huh? A little bit. I've been able to travel out west a little bit, so. I would do it full time if I could. Uh, you know, the the once people get involved and they they hear about Mark's story, um, what what drew me to Mark was when I went to Thad worked for for my uh, brother in law uh, Tim Smith and and the Smith Machine Shop here in town. Now he's he's moved up to to Birmingham, but um, I went to um, Mark's funeral in Haleyville, and um, I just the more that I learned about about mark the the more that i felt like i, I gotta just be involved in somehow giving back because um you know mark was such a hero and 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 i know thad you came and spoke to the the baseball team the the cubs double a smokies this year and you talked about mark and um what was great was I'm, and i'm wearing one of the bracelets right now you, you guys dropped off some um some bracelets that have that have Mark's name on there and uh, a slogan "Be like Mark" and 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 you told the players about what made Mark great and and I just remember everybody being real quiet and and listening. What were some of the things that you talked about that day? Well, one of the things that I feel is most important that we can learn from Mark is, well, you know, you know, Mick. It's easy to say when someone after they've been killed or after they die that they were the greatest person in the world. We do that all the time, but with Mark, in his case, he really was a man that had high standards, and he was very consistent. And so, I mean, we weren't there with him 24-7, but we constantly are, are told by his teammates and his peers of how of the standards that he held. And think about the stressful circumstances he was in. He was in the most coveted area for combat controllers in Afghanistan, which means it was very, very active. He encountered the enemy on a regular, regular basis, and um, but yet he still just was consistent in his beliefs, and so that's why I really believe that. I mean, his blood was some of the best this country had to offer. Well, the the the, the great part about the foundation is that, and and something that you know, Ryan, you mentioned being a better American and 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 being a better patriot. Um, you know, we've had people over fighting in afghanistan and iraq that are that are out there defending the freedom that we enjoy every day and i know there's some people that that we all know that have no appreciation for those guys that are out there that are that are doing that and and uh and for mark i mean he made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom which is really i mean it's just overwhelming when you think about it and um he was such a big alabama fan i mean that that's another part of this that that always gets me is w when you go to um uh, mark a and you see the picture of mark he's got all of his equipment on you know all of his army gear yet he's got that alabama hat on you know he's got that crimson hat on yeah. and, and you said that he wore all that stuff all the time over there he, he graduated from here and then and and in afghanistan he was known as bama 
I mean, you know, or Alabama. I mean, they, they all loved him out there. Yeah, man. one of his dogs that they they always had dogs, and one of them he named Dixie. <laughs> and so he graduated from the university. Uh, kind of paint the picture because chances are uh, we're we're probably talking to people that may have had a chance to know him. That right. uh, you know that that. Just now, kind of connected and said, "Okay, hey, I think I'm, I what what years did he attend here in he, in Tuscaloosa? He graduated. Or maybe the range. There. He graduated in, in 2006. He started here in 2002. Hmm. When I got when I went to the Smokies a couple of weeks ago, um, everybody said, "Hey, did you hear about the Alabama golfer?" And I said, "Yeah, I did hear about the Alabama golfer." And I I think four or five people pulled me up to tell me that. Because you know now that they've kind of been involved in in the uh, you know in, in getting the the word out about about Mark and and, and what happened, um, but you can tell us about it. I know uh, it, it was Corey Whitsett, right? And and, and he's a golfer, a sophomore at Alabama. Now, now, just explain to us the tournament that was in Phoenix in December, and 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 how that all came together. And I know that the the, the bottom line is that these golfers represented a uh, fallen patriot from their country. And Corey represented Mark Forrester, and he won the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, you know, really, this kind of came about, we didn't know about it until after it was already, well, it was just about to take place. And we've since been in contact with Corey's father and also the coach, uh, Jay Sewell, leaves his name. And, um, you know, we know that the bag of every hero whose name was on every bag, um, they will be auctioned off at some point. And um, I believe the money is going to go to the. I, I can't remember the names of the the groups involved in that in that all American Patriot All American tournament, but the money will go go back to that organization. And so Mark's bag, you know, it's probably here at the university now. And uh, we've had people tell us that yeah, they will make sure that they bid on that bag so my parents can get it. Really, um, and this is a ping golf bag. Like his, his bag was actually like it had like sewn on stuff there that that was this was the Mark Forrester ping golf bag Correct. that that Corey actually wore that day. Yeah, we and we were honored. We we're very appreciative of them doing that, and we heard about the the type of student and young man that Corey is, and how he represents the university and his, and his family well. So we appreciate them doing that. No, when I heard that, uh, it it's, it it made me smile. And um, but you've done a lot of other stuff, and and one of the big things going on right now to uh, to raise money for the foundation is the 31 mile birthday walk on May 19th, and and that's something that is near and dear to you, um, is is organizing this walk every year. Yeah, I mean we started last year, of course, because that was the first year after his death. We do it around his birthday. Uh, his birthday is May 15th, and so last year we walked 30 continuous miles. This year it'll be 31, and you know we'll add a mile every year. Um, a lot of his teammates came. Um, other people, you know, that knew Mark had to participate. And you know, uh, doing a ruck march is something very common amongst these guys in the military, uh, especially special tactics guys like Mark. But you know, for for regular folks like us, y- you think you may can go out and walk, but but you can't just go out and walk 31 miles without stopping, without preparing a little bit. So it's a it's a great experience. Last year the weather was incredibly cool. And so we didn't even hardly break a sweat. Well, some people did, but this year we probably won't get that lucky. And where's this going to be at? Up in Hayleville. Okay. And it's 31 miles. And, uh, you know, I was just reading here, uh, uh, Mark, and, and, and being someone that served in the Air Force ROTC, uh, didn't have a, actually have a chance to enlist, 
But I was reading the compact controller, and I know a little bit about that. That is a, you know, a lot of people know about the Navy SEALs, and they know about the Army Rangers. But rarely does people understand what combat controllers actually do. Uh, Pararescue is also one of the special forces of the United States Air Force. They go in and set up air commands. Uh, they go in these, you know, like, like you've, you, you've talked about it, I'm sure you know, uh, but the audience out there may not. Uh, they go in these hostile environments, and they set up the air communications to communicate between the planes, and, and that actually provides the air attack. So they set up the, the actual airports. Uh, so I was just reading. That those are not just, I mean, they're a select few. Very. Very select few. And uh, for someone that to graduate from the University of Alabama and have an opportunity to probably serve as an officer, he chose a route right there that was not very selfish of him, and he removed that and said, you know, I'm going to go serve as an enlisted guy. I know I've got a degree, but I, I want to do this. And, you know, just to even make it through that, they call it the pipeline of uh, the course. That is an amazing accomplishment. Uh, combat controllers are uh, no joke and the best of the best of, of, of all the military branches. Yeah, and Mark, you know, he has basically uh, essentially a photographic memory. I mean, he had he got a degree in finance, but he decided well, he was actually serving a mission for our church in 2001 when the 9-11 attacks happened. So he decided then he was going to serve our country and help defeat terrorism, and that was, you know, one of his missions on Earth. And so um, everyone in the family and outside the family tried to convince him to go in as an officer, but no, he was committed. He wanted to enlist. He knew his chances of getting greater deployments would be increased as a as an enlisted man, and and you know, sure enough, uh, he was deployed to a a very hostile area. Now, one thing that you told the the baseball team when you spoke to them um, this summer is you said that when. Uh, when there was the sound of of of, uh, of gunfire in, in Afghanistan, a lot of guys ran the other direction, but but your brother Mark ran to the gunfire. Yeah, he, they say he was a man who ran towards the sound of enemy fire, and that's that's you know what you want in a warrior, and uh, and you know there's there's so much to to Mark in his story, and of course I'm his brother, and I am super close to this. This is my passion, but. Uh, you know, there's so much to learn about him, and to, to go to his website and read, uh, markaforster.com. And, you know, I love doing presentations about him, and not only him, but other great Americans. I mean, we, we specifically honor Mark on the website, but we also highlight other great men and women, not just in the Air Force, not just combat controllers, but just great Americans. Yeah, we, we talked about uh, another project that you're involved in right now, and, and that's um, and, and you're going to have to explain this, but there's an artist that does pictures, uh, portraits for the family, and, and the possibility of, of doing one on Mark and, and maybe even having it tied in with the university somehow. Yeah, uh, it's, it's called the American Fallen Soldiers Project, and it, start, it used to be the Texas Fallen Soldiers Project. And uh, Phil Taylor, who does this, uh, he lives in Texas, um, he paints these amazing portraits of, of people who have been who've been killed while serving our country. And there's a huge backlog, and he, and, and, um, he really tries to capture their eyes. And um, he presents them at a very nice ceremony to the family. And, and uh, you know, if, if everything goes as planned, there will be a presentation this fall at an Alabama football game. Phil happens to be a big Alabama fan, too. And when you saw all of Mark's pictures, how he had an Alabama cap, sometimes a shirt on and so many pictures in Afghanistan, he said, we got to do this big and do this at an Alabama game. So that's the plans. He's working on the portrait now, and 
uh, he does an incredible work, and we're looking forward to that opportunity. I thought that, you know, one thing about Mark that was special, too, is is you just mentioned it. Not only did he wear an Alabama hat, but there's a certain pride that we have, and all three of us in here graduated from the university and, and, and are fans, and not, not just fans of the football team, but fans of the culture that we have and, and our beliefs and, and the way that this A represents us more than just, you know, cheering for a team on Saturday. It, it, it's a lot bigger than that, and, and there, w- there was no doubt to me that when I saw and heard about Mark, that um, that he was a guy that exemplified it perfectly, and and I'm very proud of him, and and that's why I got involved because he's our guy. I mean, look, he he, he Mark's our guy. There's people that all across this country that have given their life for America, but but Mark's ours, you know, and and that's why we've got involved, and and that's why a lot of you have got involved because we take care of our own here. Um, you know, Mark's certainly special, and um, there's also um, something that you can watch if you're curious about Mark. Maybe you think he's somebody you had class with, or, or maybe you just want to find out more about his story. But uh, Thad, he was featured on uh, Coming Home, a show on Lifetime that talked all about his his story. And it was, it, and it, the last time I looked, it was the only time they ever featured a, a soldier that passed away. Yeah, at least in season one. Uh, that was the only story about a fallen hero. Uh, but it was a, it was a it was the A story of that episode back last spring. And um, I know Coming Home is doing a season two this year. But yeah, they they featured Mark and and um, we met you know at least a, a pilot who a Marine pilot who Mark um, was working with overhead. Um, actually, when Mark was killed and he was directing airstrikes and and this pilot was trying to communicate with him and then. You know, the radio went silent, and um, that's after Mark had been shot. I know they're doing a lot in, in Haleyville, too. I mean, they're, uh, what, naming a street after Mark? Uh, yeah, there's a road, the, the Mark A. Forrester Memorial Drive. How are uh, are your mom and dad, Ray and Pat, how are they doing? It, you know, this has been a really big trial for them. Re- really tough on them, but, um, you know, they're getting by. Fortunately, my sister lives close by now, and she's got several kids, and, and they keep her busy, too. And I'm reading, you know, the the, the website, and, and and I've known a little bit about uh, Mark because of Mick and and the relationship that he has with you. Uh, but I, I'm I'm reading. It says most of his teammates, leaders, and and this is a unique fraternity. We talk about fraternities out on the campus, and this is much different because you build trust with your teammates because you count on them for your life. I mean, they protect you. Right. And it talks about uh, his funeral memorial service ended their speech with roll tide. Uh, you know, it, it is it's it's good for Mark uh, to be the legacy continues. Yeah, I regularly have people tell me that serve with Mark. Hey, I don't I will I don't normally say this, but you know, roll tide. I'm happy for Alabama. You know, because these are guys that are fans of other schools all over the country. It, right. Explain one more time, and and and, and maybe I, I misunderstood. How did he pass away? Did, was he trying to to rescue someone? It, it, explain that as best of your knowledge. Obviously. You know, from the teammates and, and people there, did did I guess how how did he pass away? And I know I know I know that's probably a touching subject for you, but uh, uh, how did that happen? Or do you know yeah. of how that? Well, happened? I've been on a mission to figure out exactly the whole scenario. In fact, if I could go over there to that that village and have someone just show it to me, I would. But um, basically, they were involved in an intense firefight, and they went into a village that hadn't been entered in several years. Uh, you know, controlled by the Taliban, and 
um, they were attacked, and the, the, the enemy was so close that Mark really couldn't call in an airstrike because they were too close to him. And so he was trying to get help. Um, his teammate, who Mark was attached to a Green Beret team, and so his Special Forces teammate stepped outside the compound for whatever reason and was shot. And Mark, in an attempt, and we don't know if Mark knew if he was dead or not, but in an attempt to rescue him, Mark knew there was a sniper out there. He knew there was a gunner out there, and, and maybe more. But he exposed himself and to to rescue Calvin Harrison, and um, and that's when he he took a shot, didn't it? Grazed his his uh, chest plate and um, went into his his chest. Mark A. Forrester is the website, uh, Mark A. Forrester, F-O-R-E-S-T-E-R dot com. And uh, we're talking about uh, different things that, that uh, we're trying to continue the legacy of Mark Forrester, a, an alumnus of the University of Alabama that shares a lot in common with folks that we talk to every night that have that same passion for the Crimson Tide, and it makes us such a unique group. Uh, that Let's make sure that we hit all the highlights and anything else that we've missed uh, to talk about how we're going to continue to, to to raise money uh, for his foundation, which, as you mentioned, goes to a scholarship and is tied back uh, directly and then possibly indirectly to the University of Alabama. Well, Mick, you mentioned Mark is ours, you know, of the university. And just think about the negative things that maybe have been associated with the university recently with the teabagger and with, <laughs> with Harvey Updike and... Um, but just think, for every one of the guys like them, you've got a Mark Forrester. And you've got a guy like Jake, you know, your friend from here who served and, and was, was killed over there in the sandbox. And um, these are great men, and it would do us all good to really to learn more about them. And whether it's, and, and I definitely encourage you to go to Mark's website and learn about him. And anyone who wants to participate in the Memorial Walk, or there's also a race, a 10K and a 5K the same day. You could do uh, either one of those. But, um, yeah, just uh, we appreciate all the support we've gotten from so many people. But I think it's important to remember that, hey, here's a, here's a good guy. One of the good guys from our, the university here who really right. supported it in every way he could. And, and did, did things the right way. Um, you, you mentioned another story to me in, in the past. And, and when I think of Mark, this is another one of those things that, that kind of uh, really highlights who he was. And you had mentioned this before. And, and just pick this up where I'll take it somewhere. And I know we're kind of getting low on time. But... He's out eating with a bunch of the other guys in his uh, in his unit, and and a lot of those guys are a little bit rougher with the language, and there's some families around, and um, and and just take it from there. Well, they were in a mellow mushroom down in Biloxi. Uh, they were in training at Keesler Air Force Base, and yeah, the guys were getting rowdy, as you can imagine, young guys in the military, and it's a, it's a weekend night, and it's a small restaurant. And basically, they were in the middle of everybody. And so one guy in particular was getting a little too rowdy, a little too vulgar, you know, for the for the environment. And so he actually stood up. And, and Mark, even though he was older than almost everybody on his team, he was the lowest ranking. He was a senior airman. I'm not even sure if he was a senior airman at this time. And uh, he just stood up and told the guy he needed to be quiet. You know, there were families and kids around, and he didn't need to, to act and talk that way. And, you know, the guy, it was a guy with, a, you know, I think a loud mouth and, um, an attitude, and he just he took it. You know, he knew Mark. That's Mark. You know, Mark did was not preachy at all. He just was kind of a, a had quiet dignity, but he did stand up when he needed to and, and draw the line. 
Mark A. Forrester, uh, a senior airman, beloved son, brother, and friend. Uh, Thad, it, it has certainly been a pleasure to, to not only get to know you here in this 30 minutes talking about Mark, but uh, uh, to to look at uh, the website and, and find this uniqueness uh, of Mark A. Forrester and, and, and what he gave, the ultimate sacrifice that, uh, you know, we take it for granted. I mean, we really do. I mean, we yeah. live in, in the greatest country in the world, and we take it for granted because of guys like Mark that paid the ultimate sacrifice to give us the price of freedom that uh, it costs, and it, it doesn't come cheap. And uh, unfortunately for Mark, uh, you know, he, he made that ultimate sacrifice, but uh, the legacy continues. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Mick, for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, Thad Forster, great uh, conversation there. And uh, I know the text messages are already rolling in, and I'll have to show some of those to you in the break that uh, actually, uh, I believe, known or at least had an acquaintance with Mark. Uh, we'll continue with more of this conversation. Uh, we will go back to phone calls, 342-9904. On a Friday evening, we've also got a trivia question coming up. And I want to remind you about Nukes Express Cafe right on the campus of the University of Alabama. Hey, you're looking for a toasted sandwiches? I love the Nukes Q. It's one of my favorite. The chicken salad's also good. The chicken sandwich, the steak sandwich.